with Minnesota already at its tipping point in relation to the Black Lives Matters community and law enforcement, the death of Dante Wright, a black man who was killed by an officer during a traffic stop less than 10 miles from where George Floyd died, has erupted into a volcano of protest. Now, this event prompted a legal maneuver by the defense. So would the judge go for it? You're about to find out. I'm Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you are watching Lawyer Up. In today's episode, we are going to look at the day 11 testimony in the case of State of Minnesota versus Derek Chauvin. We're going to look at the testimony from George Floyd's little brother. We also heard from another police use of force expert and from a cardiologist. We're also going to talk about the defendant's request to sequester the jury based upon what happened in the community and with Dante Wright. We're going to look at our favorite witness, non-witness, that's Maurice Hall, and we're going to find out whether he will or will not be testifying in this trial. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, and share, and also recall that Lawyer Up is now available on all major podcast outlets. So let's get right to it. As I mentioned in the intro, over the weekend, Dante Wright was killed by law enforcement during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center, which is about 10 miles from where George Floyd was killed. The incident has sparked outrage. It sent hundreds of protesters back into the streets, right? So in response, defense attorney Eric Nelson moved to have the jurors sequestered for the rest of the trial. And he did this to avoid exposure to the events, exposure to the riots that he argued would prejudice the jurors against Derek Chauvin. Judge Cahill listened to the arguments, but he denied the request, stating that it was a totally different case and that sequestering the jury at this point in the third week of the trial would simply make them angry. Now, that's an interesting response from the judge, and ultimately that may present an appealable issue for the defense if Derek Chauvin is found guilty and they need to appeal it. So stay tuned on that issue down the road. From there, three witnesses took the stand on the 11th day of trial, including the spark of life witness, Felonius Floyd, who is George Floyd's little brother. Now, somebody asked in a comment a few weeks ago, what is a spark of life witness? And at the time, I had no idea. I've been practicing law for 23 years. I've had some fairly high profile criminal jury trials. I ain't never heard of a spark of life witness. And it's interesting in doing research because it is a bit of an anomaly that exists only in the state of Minnesota. Generally, during the trial phase, character witnesses are only allowed in a limited set of circumstances in regard to the defendant, right? So the grandma says, well, he's a good boy. He would never hit you over the head and steal your wallet. So you have some general character witnesses in limited circumstances that are admissible for the defendant. Now, character witnesses are not admissible for the victim of the crime because it's irrelevant, right? Whether you're a person of good character or of ill repute, it is irrelevant at the trial of another person 
as to whether they hit you on the head and stole your wallet, right? Doesn't matter about your character. And that's at the trial phase, right? So everybody's character becomes relevant at sentencing. If the defendant's found guilty at sentencing, basically the rules of evidence are suspended and anybody can do whatever they want. You can talk about the defendant's character. You can talk about the victim's character and their family and all that stuff. But that's at sentencing. We're still at the trial phase where we're determining guilt or innocence. So in Minnesota, and Minnesota only in the United States, they allow a spark of life witness to testify as to the character of the victim at the trial. And that's unique. So Felonius Floyd, who is George Floyd's little brother, he took the stand and in, it was brief, but it was emotional testimony. He remembered George as the leader in their household. He said he made a mean banana mayonnaise sandwich, if you can imagine that. I've not had one of those. I may have to try it. Uh, he was called a one-of-a-kind mama's boy because he loved his mom. And Mr. Floyd's testimony was quite moving. The defense actually asked no questions of him on cross-examination, which was different than they had treated the prior Spark of Life witness, which was Courtney Ross, Floyd's girlfriend. She was actually grilled about her and George Floyd's use of drugs during their relationship. Then Seth Stoughton took the stand. He is another police use of force expert. We've heard from several of these. He walked the jury through the video of the arrest and ultimately testified that no reasonable officer would have acted the way Derek Chauvin did while arresting George Floyd. Now, the defense countered and they argued that as the situation evolved, the crowd surrounding the officers grew increasingly hostile. However, the witness disagreed. He said there were ample officers at the scene to take Floyd into custody and for crowd control. Next, the jury heard from a Dr. Jonathan Rich. He is a cardiologist who examined the medical records, the autopsy report, and video footage from the arrest. And he concluded that George Floyd died of cardiopulmonary arrest due to low oxygen. Dr. Rich stated that the low oxygen was created by the body position, being in the prone position, and pressure on the neck and back by Officer Chauvin. Dr. Rich ruled out overdose as a potential cause of death after reviewing the toxicology report. He also ruled out any type of a sudden cardiac death event or a heart attack based upon his review of the information. He ultimately concluded that George Floyd's death was entirely preventable. And those were the witnesses. But there was one other issue of the day, and it was the Maurice Hall issue. Now, recall, he was a passenger in the vehicle with George Floyd on the day he was arrested and ultimately passed away. Now, Maurice Hall has said he will plead the Fifth Amendment and stated that he will not testify. However, Judge Cahill has now ordered him to the stand to answer limited questions. Well, what will those questions be? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. And that was day 11 of the trial. The state has indicated that they plan to rest on day 12. So we should be getting into the defendant's case in short order. That's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, smash that like button for me. Remember to subscribe to the channel so you can keep up to date with this trial as well as other legal matters. 
My name is Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you've been watching Lawyer Up. Send lawyers, guns, and money. 